Hello and welcome to the Football Parliament podcast, your one-stop destination for all your football debates, discussions and opinions. Now, if you see the league tables of La Liga and the Premier League, which arguably are the two best leagues in the world, one thing that you might notice is that the top two teams of both the leagues belong to the same city, which happened to be Manchester in the Premier League and Madrid in La Liga. For the purpose of today's video, we decided to spice things up and make a combined level of Real and Atletico from Madrid and City and United from Manchester. After making these combined 11s, we will then compare these 11s and come to a conclusion as to which is the best footballing city in the world. Now, today I'm joined by Varun and Chirag and Vedant as usual. Thank you guys for coming. How are you all doing? Thank you, Balash. All good, bro. Thank you. All good. So, uh, Varun, could you uh, describe the formation that we've chosen for both the teams and the reason for the same? Yeah. Uh, for the Manchester derby, we have uh, decided to go for uh, uh, a good old 4-1-2-1. Even though this might be a quite, un, uh, a quite unconventional formation, we believe that this would justify all of the midfield depth that both the Manchester uh, teams have. And uh, also... Uh, display the strong defense uh, that uh, that both these teams have, considering that Premier League is more of a defensive league. It's more physical, uh, which is why we have gone for a 4-1-2-1. And now, could you show the formation that we're going to be using for the La Liga 11? Yes. Uh, for the La Liga 11, we'll be going for the 3-4-1-2. Um, this season, particularly, we've noticed that there's been a great inflow of goals um, that has been coming in from the top five teams. Um, in La Liga. They, it has been more of an attacking season, which is why we've chosen to go with only three defenders. And we have justified the midfield depth um, of, uh, of the Spanish top division, right? Um, and we believe that this formation justifies Spanish football because of the fact that there's a lot of wing play that goes on. Um, and also there's a lot of power hitting, which is why we need two strikers over here. Right, I think that's an amazing choice of formations for either teams. Also, to mention start, that Spain's yeah. top three, uh, Spain's top three clubs, which are Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico Madrid, use this formation a lot in the league. That's true. Now, before we start making this eleven, we would like you guys to comment right now, uh, which according to you is the better eleven. Comment either Manchester eleven or Madrid eleven, and then keep watching the video to know our pick. And also, make sure to subscribe to our channel because this is probably our fifth video and uh, a, a lot of support we've been getting, but we do aim to keep growing like this and uh, keep list, uh, listening to the Football Parliament podcast. Chirag, could you get started with the Manchester eleven with the goalkeeper? Yes. Uh, so, there is no doubt starting with the goalkeeper. It is a choice between uh, Henderson or Ederson and definitely the Brazilian will make the uh, cut. I don't think anyone will have any arguments against, against Ederson. The best keeper, maybe after O Black, but yeah, def definitely the best keeper in the Premier League. He has uh, since his arrival at Manchester, the club has been under great defensive death, and any pass, uh, any short past him is a rarity right now. So definitely, Edison makes the list. Next, yeah. moving to the centre back partnership, uh, one guy we all can agree is, according to me, Ruben Diaz. Maybe the signing of the season in the Premier League. That guy is under 23 and is performing so well. Uh, he was bought at a very high price, but definitely he has uh, he is value for money. Ruben Diaz has been he, uh, he would even be considered as one of the best players in the whole Premier League by many uh, this season. 
alongside him that this will be a difficult choice Arun, to uh, let me just cut you off sorry for that uh for the next center back we've got either of the english center backs which is uh john stones and harry maguire or the swedish center back uh victor lindelof so who do you think should be deserving to make part in this level uh for the center back position in my opinion it should be harry maguire uh harry maguire the reason I believe Harry Maguire should be the left center back for this formation is because of the fact that he's been, I won't say phenomenal, but he has been quite exceptional for this Premier League season because of the fact that he has provided a lot of defensive depth, which is why uh, his constant fallbacks and even sometimes his uh, ability to head the ball uh, is an important asset to Manchester United as well. So I believe uh, the center back. Harry Maguire, do you agree with that selection, Chirag and Vedant? Chirag first. Yes, I would debate uh, for John yes, Stones, but Harry Maguire truly deserves this spot considering what happened with them before the season and the criticism by the other club's fans, especially from uh, Liverpool supporters that Harry Maguire is such a joke and they even compared him to Virgil van Dijk. So, I think he deserves the spot. He's silenced the critics now. And definitely adding to a point, uh, in any team when, you, when we build, we need a leader from the back. And if we do not have some leader from Man City, like Fernandinho or any veteran. So, Harry Maguire deserves the spot. He has been leading the English side as well from the defensive point of view. And if we are going for any English centre-back, we must consider who plays for the English national team. And it is definitely Harry Maguire. So, Warren, could a you lot of people who, A lot of people who would be watching this right now, our video right now, they would be thinking, how can Harry Maguire make it in front of John Stones? But the thing is that the reels and the memes, they're all just a part of Part for hating him. I don't think he deserves that much hate for his defensive work. I've seen one reel where he was clearing the ball and they've made a fun out of that. I don't think he deserves that. I think he's done good this year. Yeah, I think he's one of the players that, uh, you know, these meme pages and the troll pages on Instagram, football, Twitter, target a lot, gets a lot of unnecessary hate, gets a yeah. lot of troll for the slightest of mistakes, but not enough appreciation for a string of good performances that he has delivered throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Moving on, let's go on to the right-back position. Uh, Warren, who do you think should be the right-back for this level? My opinion, it should be Joao Cancelo. Or... Joao Cancelo. Do you agree with that, Chirag? Definitely. Joao Cancelo has been one of the best players for City this season. Uh, first of all, his versatility on playing on both the sides, right-back and the left-back, he definitely deserves the spot. I would credit a, lo- uh, a lot to him for, Chelsea, uh, for City's defensive attributes as well as the offensive attributes. Uh, I think whenever he moves up the pitch, he has a great uh, crossing ability. And this season, he has even passed uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, according to me, as the best right-back in the Premier League. Trent is overrated. In the world? Do you think he's the best right-back in the world? The current form, we can say that he is the best. Yes, uh, in the current I form, think, he yeah. I think, yeah. Best. Yeah, yeah. He's the best right-back in the world. That's what I feel too. With current form, yes. Yeah. yeah, and playing for Portugal as well. How about the left back? Obedant, what do you think should be the left back? I think Luke Shaw truly deserves that spade because uh, deserves that. Uh, so how do I say this? He deserves that position because Manchester City don't have a great left back. They've got Alexander Sinchenko yeah. and Benjamin Mendy, but uh, Luke Shaw has been phenomenal this season. He even scored a goal against Man City, and and th- I think he also got a lot of criticism before this season considering a bit of his poor form and United bought an additional left-back, the name of Alex Telles, which I guess gave him competition 
to have such a good run and yeah i think luke shaw deserves that spot currently so, at luke shaw and one thing i noticed about this back four is that luke shaw can actually play as a left center back in a back three and maguire and diaz obviously can play as a center backs and joao cancelo can actually push up so although it might look as a back four right now if this team won't come into function but obviously if this team actually would think of him as a simulation joao cancelo can actually push forward to become more of a midfield or you can say four with four at the back so it's quite a versatile 11 i think a uh, versatile back four i think luke shaw provides you a lot of defensive solidarity which other fullbacks in the world really don't provide to be honest the likes of trent alexander arnold to name a few Until so Shaw, Maguire, Diaz, and Cancelo are the uh, back four of this team. Uh, now we move on to the defensive mid position. Chiragu, do you think should be the defensive mid? Could you list down the options as well for the position? For the options here, uh, according to me, definitely are just Rodri and McTominay, or either Fred if someone would uh, counter that. But according to me, Rodri deserves the spot over both of them. He has the experience. He has the physicality to deal what Premier League requires. and definitely he is the commanding one between the uh, between the midfield line and as you said that uh, this team could be very attacking and could go for three center backs if they want extra uh, defensive solidarity rodri definitely can be the option uh, if he sits back along the defensive line and let both the full backs attack as well do you think fernandinho uh, could be picked over rodri based on this season fernandinho is not the better option i guess because fernandino himself was not being played in this position he was either, either deployed as the center back when city was lacking the depth at the at that position and rather rodri is the preferred choice by pep as well so i think we should go for rodri over anyone rodri also averages a rating of 7.47 this season and his main strength which a central defensive midfielder requires is ball concentration and tackling may not bring the ratings into it they are quite obviously okay right? for yeah. to judge players do you honestly think that ratings are a good way to judge players for defense and midfield i think yes but for forwards no because see i'm a madrid fan so i obviously love cristiano ronaldo but that day i saw a game of his uh, against lithuania he practically didn't did nothing he just scored three goals one of them being a sitter and he earned a rating of 9 Did, I just did nothing and scored three goals. Like just scored those goals. Apart from that, he had no influence in the game. Like he was just there to cut in and score. He didn't create much, or uh, he was losing the ball way too often. So I and he deserved the yeah, and he got a rating of nine. So I don't understand this for the basis of I think it's not fair for forwards to rate them. I don't like want to spend a lot of for time midfielders for this, and uh... defense. I think it makes sense a bit. Yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time on the rating part, but while well, I what want to know your opinion, do you think ratings are a good way to judge players? In the at the end of the day, ratings are just another stat to portray a player. So, like for example, there are there's let's just take Lionel Messi for example. The playmaking that he provides, or even if he doesn't get an assist or a goal, he might end up with a ten rating, as we have seen in the past and as we have seen this season as well. it's because of his influence on the game and like vedan mentioned influence plays a significant role so goals are not the only way and that's why you know players like uh, ramos or ruben diaz can have a significant impact on the game and that is because of their influence so in the end rating is just another stat actually well said now let's move on to the two number 8s or the two midfielders on either side of rodri 
So uh, Chirag, who do you think we should pick? As give one midfielder first. Oh, one midfielder that definitely deserves the spot is De Bruyne. Like obviously the best, not if not the best among the best top three midfielders in the whole world. His passing has been the best. I don't know for how long. In this season as well, he has been injured for a long time. Still, the impact and the influence that so De Bruyne definitely deserves a spot over anyone. Even in the world's best eleven, we have will have De Bruyne uh, holding this position for me. So you think De Bruyne deserves a spot as one of the number eights? Varun, do you agree with that? Um, I can. I I would I would kind of comply with what Chirag said, but I would not give him a sure shot position in the in the top eleven of the entire world. Because the thing is that there are players. Who have had an impact on the game for at least ten to twelve years, and De Bruyne, he has started influencing the game for the past three to four years. I know I'm offending a lot of Manchester City fans out there, but the thing is that he is currently in the world. He is one of the best right now. I'm not denying that. But the thing is that he needs to have a long-term influence on the game and always be considered the best eleven right now. Yeah, best eleven. Yeah. He let's look at his longevity. I think when he retires. But I think for the purpose of this eleven, we're just taking the two Manchester clubs. I think that De Bruyne can be played. So, why don't we add De Bruyne as one of the number eights? De Bruyne got an injury against Chelsea, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now the other number eight. Oh, who do you think? We don't. Ilkay Gundogan truly deserves that spot. I don't think Manchester United have any number eights to spare at the moment. So I think Ilkay Gundogan deserves that spot, especially his run in 2021, where City didn't have any striker and he was the one who was pro- providing goals in big games. So yeah, I think Gundogan but deserves that. Spot. I would like to counter Vedant here. We could even have Foden like that guy has has an impact that no one can at this young age. Definitely, Foden deserves a spot. Maybe. Chirag, recently, recently, Pep has been playing him more at the wing. Chirag, the question that I have is that Pep has been playing him more recently in the wing, so I don't know. Yeah, that was exactly my point. That Foden has been playing on the wing, and centre mid is a quite different position. But I would just advise a thing: we could either do a thing. We can have De Bruyne as the false nine in this squad, and maybe add both Gundogan and Foden because both of them deserve the spot, according to me. Foden is not getting the likely position in this midfield, but that guy has the potential to play anywhere. And we can all agree, Man City is in the UCL semi-final because of Foden. If we are making a Manchester eleven, the team who is in uh, who is playing the semi-final of UCL, and because of that player, he deserves the spot. According to me, Foden deserves the spot. See, I'll agree with you on this, but if you look in the near future, like for example, five years from now, in 2026, I think Foden will be appreciated as a winger more. Maybe because he can cut in and just score out of nowhere. But yeah, that's true. Actually, uh, that was my point. That this season we're picking a midfielder uh, trial. So probably you should look at which player suits that position the best. Because Foden obviously is just twelve years of age. And do you think he would be the best option at centre midfield and not uh, somewhere like further forward? Probably as a striker. Mm-hmm. Or, 
this season we can have that because rod the defensive line we have we do not need a central midfielder who can uh, like sit back uh, alongside the defensive line so having someone like gundogan also like according with him gundogan i think foden would fit and debrona has played the number 9 position the false nine rather according to the pep so i would push up debrona and let foden sit back what do you think of the idea varun could we push uh, kevin debrona as one of the strikers as he has played for manchester city in the absence of a proper number 9 and put phil foden and uh, elkay gundogan as the two centermen that's actually true but if you notice we also have paul pogba here who's been really good this year in 2021 not the not the season in, as a whole but we could also also have paul pogba in this conversation but we aren't having him right because elkay gundogan has been phenomenal Yeah, I, I don't think Paul Pogba comes anywhere near because Gundogan is one of the uh, front runners for the PFA player of the season, Foden for the young player of the season and De Bruyne we know what how good he actually is. So I don't think Pogba is part of this conversation but I do think that De Bruyne should be played for the forward as one of the two strikers. Um I mean uh, all I can say is that false nine players are usually the ones who are very active because they have a larger role to play in the entire game. and de bruyne is the kind of person who has a great physicality he has some really great stats through which he can play as an efficient false nine so i believe that we should have de bruyne on the striker position to play as a constant false nine right so because of my striker option that i would be putting up later i think de bruyne is a better option up front rather than in the midfield we will get to that part uh, for now in the midfield uh, you could put elgai going to and guys comment below if you think Kevin De Bruyne deserves to be a false nine or a striker or a midfielder. Let us know. Now we move to the center attacking mid. Uh, is it really a debate over here? <laughs> I think Bruno we all know. Fernandes. <laughs> I think the discussion we had for the last two or three minutes regarding the center midfield position, none of us was even trying to put any uh, of the three into the camp position because we all know. one guy deserves that spot definitely yeah I, we Bandits. all know that we need we need someone to take the penalties for the city yeah, yeah because city that, because city don't have any penalty takers right now yeah <laughs> but no we have edison in the line right he is the <laughs> yeah. he's a goalkeeper nah, actually yeah. a good point if we if we didn't have uh, Bra- uh, fernandes over here we would not actually have a penalty taker vedant what i feel is uh, whatever 11 or whatever discussion we have the plus agenda against bruno would never end yeah this penalty agenda yeah that's fair but i mean the thing is that fernandes has carried manchester united's midfield and to be honest without fernandes united might not have even qualified for the champions league last season or would not have been in the top 3 right there was a tweet by uh, cp sporting sporting cp portugal stating that Please take care of our boy at the rate Bruno Fernandes, and he's the one who's been taking care of Manchester United this season <laughs> and last season. Yeah. Right, so Bruno Fernandes as the uh, attacking mid. Or uh, who do you, do you all think should be the last position, which is the second striker? Or uh, Shirak, could you say? See, both the clubs are not having a certified number nine this season who can carry the team. definitely aguero has that capability to lead the line or cavani but both of them have passed their prime and have not been that efficient but they have they used to be in their primes so out of the box uh, choice a box choice i would go for marcus rashford 
that guy has more than 30 goal contributions this season and definitely he deserves a spot over anyone yeah I plus think the Rashford thing is that cavani or uh, aguero don't start every game these guys do definitely going back to one of chirag's points actually uh, chirag just said that aguero is past his prime and he's been linked to varun your club uh, barcelona do you barcelona. think he is is past his prime um i think laporta is just uh, doing it to satisfy messi or just keep him i would kind of agree with that however i do feel that barca is lacking the number 9 that we that we that we crave for or you know whatever darling haland he literally was at your training ground knowing knowing both Checking of our club financial situations we don't i don't think any of us can afford haland or mbappe right right See, but oh, the thing is I that we, we just... are a member owned club right real madrid and barca are a member owned club so i think debt is something we can afford with that with that i would like to interrupt you uh, i would say that i think for the limit of this video we've just got about 10 minutes left so i think we should move to the madrid lab yeah so for the madrid 11 uh, we have gone for as we said a uh, three at the back formation in the goal i don't think it's much of a debate and we shouldn't waste time away uh, see there is a debate there you're just hating him just because he he's a snake apparently to your club but jano black deserves this spot Wait, are you really trying to say that i said jano black deserves this spot I said Jan Black deserves this. Why is there a debate over here? Why is there a debate over here? There is a debate here because you haven't seen his games. You just guys, you guys, just... guys, guys. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Recording is not happening. It's not recording. So end of debate. We are having Jan Black as the goalkeeper. Not even a question. Not even a debate. Just because Definitely of your Chelsea bias. Obviously, Black deserves this spot truly. But the way you're hating it on Courtois, that's not justified, Palash. Does anyone over here think that Courtois comes closer to Oblak? Chirag or me? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just specifying your hate on Courtois just because he's a snake for your club. I I was just appreciating Oblak, but I think if you want to see it that um, way, then try. If we're talking about snakes, let's not get to Luis Figo. So. Oh. <laughs> Don't talk about it. Okay, the back three. Vedant, uh, could you recommend one centre back for the back three? I think Rafael Varane truly deserves the spot. Judging his career based on a single game is really very dumb. He's been phenomenal this That's season. And Dorchilak, another centre back. The other centre back has to be Jimenez. That guy has been phenomenal. He deserves a spot over anyone. Does Josimaya certainly does deserve a spot? And uh, Warren, who do you think should be the third centre back? Uh, Jose Mourinho. Huh. Yeah, center back eighty six. Could be Nacho. Even though he hasn't gotten a lot of games for Real Madrid this season, I feel that he has been Nacho has good. got a lot of games for this for Real Madrid this season. He's got like two two thousand eight hundred minutes this season because Ramos so, has been absent. Are you suggesting that we should put Nacho over here as the left center back? Yes. I have not. And we don't give you tell our viewers the reason for the exclusion of Sergio Ramos. See, Sergio Ramos has only been absent because because of injuries or COVID nineteen. He's got COVID twice and injuries constantly. A thigh injury. That's why. That's what is stopping him from being on the pitch. Otherwise, it's pretty much obvious that Sergio Ramos would start in this lineup. 
And what do you think about the midfield? Who should be the two centre midfielders? Cruz and Modric. There's literally no debate here. Tony Cruz. I will have a debate over this. Not about the any Atletico player, but definitely a Real player again. Casemiro. Casemiro. That guy has been definitely like phenomenal. Yeah, but we're talking about central midfielders here, and he's a CDM. I think yeah, with the, with Casemiro deserves a spot, but then you can't mess up Cruz and Modric. Yeah. Who are one of the best midfielders ever? Both of them. What, what, uh, let's let's leave the decision on you. Uh, who do yeah. you think should be the two midfielders? Cruz and Modric. Because the thing is that Cruz and Modric they provide the midfield depth that is required, and they're also not very careless players. At times, Casemiro does become a very careless player. Yeah, and recently he's been, he's been fouling really very carelessly. He's been fouling really very carelessly. Even in the Liverpool game, not the second one on Milner, the first leg. He was fouling and even against Barcelona. So, I think Casemiro should be left out here. And, and Chirac, who do you think should be uh, the right wing-back or the right midfielder, rather? Right side. Maybe Laurenti can go for… We can go for him. Because I cannot see a better player at uh, Real this year. So, I would go for yeah. Laurenti. Right mid has to be Laurenti. Yeah, not… <coughs> because Real is not… He's a La Fabrica player. product, by the way. Real Madrid's academy. Okay. I don't remember asking, but fine. Okay. Uh, who should be the left mid? Ouch. Yannick Carrasco. He's been really Yannick good. Yannick Carrasco. Oh, Atletico. Do you agree with that? Sorry? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Carrasco deserves a spot because of the. Atletico bought him back Hadis. because they were lacking death last season. And uh, they trusted this man with that because they didn't have anyone specific at left wing back or left mid, and this guy can really play there. And recently, in the absence of Luis Suarez, he's the one who's scoring goals, I, even though being a wide midfielder. True. Now for the attacking mid position, uh, how do you all think we should manage the front three? We've obviously gone for two strikers for a reason. We are aware of. Uh, Two strikers who can probably not fit as well on the wings, which is Luis Suarez and Karim Benzema. Uh, so, do you all think that we should go for Suarez and Benzema as a strike partner with a cam? Yes. Yeah. So rather than a cam, I would see a false nine, not just a false nine, but a more attacking player, according to me. Someone who will not fit in the midfield, but more on the attacking front. And see, for me, I would go if for. If you want to fit in Casemiro also in this lineup, you can rather put Modric at cam and put Casemiro at CM. And fit him in, but I think but Felix is also a candidate. He's I been feel, running, but feel more Felix, more Felix, Felix. Felix will deserve a spot over Casemiro. And the two strikers, as we have discussed, are uh, Karim Benzema and Luis Suarez. So, could you all show, uh, or could you show? Our viewers, both the teams, once. Yes. So over here, this is the La Liga Madrid derby eleven, and this one is the Manchester derby eleven. Comment down below on which derby team do you think is the best, uh, and that's it. Like, Not share, subscribe, vibes, uh, and we'll see you all on Monday. With us, just one name, one name. Uh, according what? to team is the better one. Madrid eleven, in my opinion. Which team is the better one? Madrid 11. I'll keep my La Liga bias here. So I, I, I asked you that. 
Chirag, uh, bad game. Fast, fast. Yeah, if we are talking about bias, it has to be the Premier League level. Oh, even I'll Ouch. go for the Premier League 11. Like, what is your uh, favorite 11? Do make sure to comment down below. And for more top quality football content, keep listening to the Football Parliament podcast. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye, Spastoids. Yeah.